0: Hey guys, you're listening to the Everything Working Equitation podcast hosted by Seth and Michelle Marshall and Bailey Yee. We will be providing you with training tips for horse and rider, working equitation news updates, and fun interviews with show managers, judges, competitors, and much more. To support this podcast, hit the follow button, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. If you have content requests or would like to be featured on our show, send us an email at everythingworkingequitation@gmail.com. at gmail.com enjoy this episode now let's get into it good evening everyone at least it's evening here we're recording out in Minko, oklahoma and for today we're talking about the fact that we know you've all been drooling over working equitation horses on instagram and facebook we see you we've seen the likes we've seen the comments and we want to talk to you about getting started in working equitation. Where do you begin?
1: So on that note, before we start telling people where to begin, um, you know, I've noticed a lot of people, they see these these Instagram posts and these Facebook videos, and these horses are stunning. They're amazing. They're so fun to watch. We all sit around and watch them. That's for sure. Um, and people come up they're really intimidated they love the sport and they think there's no way they could ever do it or that their horse could ever do it so we're here to kind of talk to you about the beginning that is that's your inspiration that's not where you're starting that's not where you have to be next year you there's levels that take you from beginner all the way up and we'll get into that but I just want to kind of clear the air there because I think that while they are really inspiring they can also be intimidating
2: yeah yeah so with the sport there's four phases that come with it. And same thing with the levels you're in. I mean, in your first level, you're not gonna have to do all of those phases. So you guys wanna split the phases up a little bit?
1: Yeah, yeah. So like Bailey said, it's a four-phase discipline. We have dressage, we have ease of handling, which is kind of like the uh, applied dressage on the obstacles. We have speed, which is again obstacles at speed, pretty self-explanatory. Then we have the cattle phase. The cattle phase does look different than most of what you're used to in the US, the cattle work in the US, and it is not a
2: mandatory one. So just like the cattle phase at level one, you also do not have to do the speed round either. So you're primarily doing dressage and ease of handling, and that's to build you up for the next level is to teach you and your horse how to be partners and i mean give you an idea of correct bot bi- techniques and
0: yeah. yeah and l1 is also only walk trot that's the other thing so okay. for l1 when you first come into the sport you have the dressage test and ease of handling phase and all of it can be done at the walk and the trot and you don't have big portions that you're having to ride in one hand or anything like that. And that level is suitable for young horses or greener riders or even seasoned pairs who are just new to the discipline. And you're going to see that everywhere you go. So don't let it intimidate you or, or back you off from the sport at all, for sure.
2: Yeah. And from there, you just move up. You go level two and... You have level three, and you go all the way up to level seven, and that's masters. And that is probably what you're seeing on Instagram. <laughs> Absolutely. Level two is where we introduce the
1: cantering, and you will now have the speed phase when you enter level two. And then from there, it's just more techniques and more balance and everything introduced in every every level as you move up until one day, you are the Instagram star, Bailey.
2: That's right. You and <laughs> Flit. That is...
0: Um, flip. I thought it was bit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Every time. So,
1: okay. So now we've explained it a little bit. Um, We've got people understanding that they can start from, you know, they can be beginners with a pretty beginner, you know, young horse, four-year-old horse, right? They must be four to compete. Yes. So uh, your horse must be four to compete, but you can have a horse. They don't have to be a finished horse. So how do we get started? How do we know what to do as a as a new writer?
0: Can I just say first resource this podcast <laughs> exactly sure. why we're doing this episode?
2: Yeah, I mean we're gonna keep getting content out there for you guys too. I mean that's the whole point of this thing, um, but also another good resource is the We dot org website. That's gonna have your rule book. Um, your general information on what the sport is. You can follow upcoming events and then just doing it. Mm -hmm. You just got to do it because there's going to be beginners everywhere. And in this sport, people are so encouraging. Um, They're very helpful. It doesn't matter whether they're at advanced level or or other beginners. They're always there for you.
1: Absolutely. Um, This is one of the, well, probably the most welcoming discipline I've ever entered into. And I love it because like you said, every level of rider, judge that I have met is supportive and encouraging and and everyone's had a DQ and or many, like some of us, many.
0: It's uh, such a nice feeling to come out of the show ring with your young horse and you're, uh, you know, either disappointed or just happy you survived, but maybe, you know, it's still not your best ride, right? And we all have that feeling. And then to come out and almost everyone there is cheering for you. And, you know, these are the things you did great and, you know, we want to see you back and just so supportive. And you don't see that at most of the other competitions, or at least I haven't. Yeah. And the other disciplines.
2: I'd so. say too. I've also had more bad rides than good rides. I mean, I'm, I'm like, woo when I have a good ride, and when I have bad rides, I mean, you just keep growing. But the judges still reward you so much
1: too. So. I can also agree. I have probably had more bad rides than good rides, at least in my eyes. But it's it's one of these disciplines where now that I'm I'm used to being in it, I know a lot of the people. I go to a lot of the shows. So even on my bad rides, I come out and just think, that was fun. And the people are fun. And yeah. and I can say, coming from several other disciplines, this is somewhere that if you're intimidated, just get out there. I promise you're going to be welcomed. You're going to get help. And you're going to have fun. Yeah, that's that We can about guarantee you're going to have fun.
0: Yeah, the fun portion. And if you are having trouble finding events, one always feel free to send us an email. But there are Facebook groups. So don't just spot these horses on your reels and drool over them and move on and think, I can't do that. Go find a Facebook group. There are Facebook groups all over the place, whether it's for specific clubs or working equitation in a specific region or something like that. Just type working equitation groups into the search bar and search those and you can find them. And you're going to see the calendar of events up clinics you can maybe even just private message someone if you're looking for information and go from there and then like they said get out there and attend go audit that clinic instead of saying like well my horse isn't ready to go I'll just stay home go audit go meet someone Um, go volunteer to work the gate or scribe if you have any experience or whatever at a schooling show and go out and start meeting these people and watch it in person and maybe at a level that's gonna be closer to where you're riding to. Because you go to any schooling show, there's gonna be L1 riders. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can see what does the first level look like in person, in real time.
2: Yeah. And also, if you wanna find the region that you're in, I mean, you just go to the USAWE.org website and right on the homepage, you just scroll down and it's gonna break up the regions for you and you find what state you're in and what color it's highlighted under and then on Facebook you could go back and say working equitation region whatever you're in or you could even look up working equitation say California it's gonna bring something up so it's everywhere you google it information is good but really just getting out there is I think the biggest thing people are very scared to do it or maybe they're not quite determined yet but once you do it I tell you it's so rewarding it's it's Great. You, you know, do going back. You do get hooked on it.
1: And like Seth mentioned, volunteering can be an awesome way to learn. You can sit there, you can run a gate for the day or half the day. And you're gonna do two things. You're gonna gain so much education just from running that gate. You're gonna learn how these shows work. You're gonna get to see some great horses and riders in action, and you're gonna help out the local club. It's a newer sport in the US. We're still fairly small, we're trying to grow. We need support. So, if you're interested in it, come help us and help yourself at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's mm-hmm. a great, we, we hosted our first schooling show in 2023, or our first schooling show of any real size, I should yes. say. And man, the manpower it takes to even, you know, host a small show for Working Equitation because it does have multiple phases. Mm -hmm. and has all the obstacles involved it takes a lot it takes a lot which is one more reason i'm so glad there's so many great people in working equitation you know we didn't have to haul all of our obstacles down someone else helped haul obstacles in and they were competing and they took the time and the the trouble to do that shout out chris pope thank you but yeah so many great people and volunteering is a great way to help out the discipline as well
2: yeah just like any other um Discipline as well, there's trainers, there's people that are out by you to help, so you just have to search and that's the hardest part is is getting started into something because finding the right people and just take some time.
1: On that note, Bailey, thank you for coming and supporting our first show for for our organization. That was awesome. Um, Bailey was there as a competitor on her adorable horse. And, and that was great to see, see people coming out and supporting it. I think it went over well. Um, so let's say I'm a a new interested rider and I've got this horse and I love this horse, but I've just trail ridden this horse. We've never been in the show ring.
2: Is this something my horse can even do? Heck yeah. (laughs) Anybody can do it. You've been doing dressage, come out. I mean, you're still going to learn a lot. Um, trail riders there's lots of them that come out and do this sport you can come from the ranch uh, anything really anything the sport is for anything
0: yeah and i would say the combination of horsemanship and the applied dressage techniques and then the level to which it requires you to utilize all of this with your horse really is so useful across so many other disciplines even if working equitation wasn't going to be your primary discipline that you ended up in your jumpers ride better after working yes. after working equitation you know if you're doing ranch work they're gonna ride better after going and doing working equitation so I think that's another thing to keep in mind is maybe you don't even have to make the full switch if you have a sport or a different discipline that you like um, I still say come try it out
2: just Find something to go to and go do it. Just pick your butt up and get out there. That's just all it takes.
0: I agree. I agree. So on that note, let's talk about the times we got out there and disqualified ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> to make everyone feel better. Because this in, in the discipline of working equitation, you hear it a lot. You haven't been showing working equitation until you've disqualified yourself.
1: Absolutely, yes. And and I've got a few good ones, but I can tell you about my most memorable one off the top of my head. So I was showing 2016 or 2017, I was pretty new competition-wise, and I had taken my, at the time, I believe, L4 mare. Um, I had a tricaner mare that I was showing i took her in she was so fun and she was so well behaved and just she just did everything whatever you ask she was on top of it so i'm cruising around i'm having a great time and i get into the switch cup um i was also showing an l1 horse at this show and we had obstacles changing for each level and anyway i got confused i get into the switch cup And this was not a rounding post. This was just a switch cup. I reach over with my right hand. I set the cup down. And I backed out. So you're supposed to ride this. You reach. Your horse comes to a square halt in the middle of these two posts. You grab the cup. You switch it over. Then you proceed forward. And I did not do that. And it was my second to last obstacle on what I considered a really beautiful ease of handling round. So Uh. I take two (laughs) backward steps. And when it was very obvious to my judge that my horse was not being disobedient, I was backing her out of the obstacle. I hear the bell and I still haven't caught it. I turn and look at her and she says, this is a switch cup. And it just hits me. This is a switch cup. So I dq And it was a bummer.
0: Okay, Bailey. What's your story? Bailey, what
2: did you do? Well, I've been dq once. I've been pretty <clears throat> lucky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you better knock on wood.
2: <laughs> yes. Split. It's coming for you. <laughs> it's coming we'll for me. I tell there. you what. I really stress on a lot of things, so I'm usually on top of it. But one time in speed, I... Was just cruising. I was kind of just thinking. I was like, wow, this is a nice ride. And I went over a bridge. So the bridge was actually made as two obstacles. There was a number on one side of the bridge and a number on the other side of the bridge. So you had to do it twice. And I went over the bridge the first time and I had done some other obstacles. And when I came back to go back over the bridge, that Apparently was not the correct obstacle to do, but because it was two obstacles, the bridge was two in itself. I'd gotten to keep, because I'd actually gone over the bridge, realized I had made a mistake, so I went back to fix it. I went and did the obstacle I was supposed to do before it, and then went back over it, but it was just two, so it counted against me. Because if you go through, start through one, it's fine if you don't finish it. What about you?
0: Oh, so (laughs) my first DQ was the simplest DQ. I'm in, riding my dressage test. I've got a very young, very big moving, warm blood gelding that I'm riding. And I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, don't ask my judge how it was, but I was feeling (laughs) good about it. And we are cruising around, and this gelding also jumped. And... We were jumping quite a bit. And so he's cruising along the short end of this dressage arena. And out of nowhere, he's just like, we're leaving, I guess. And we're talking, just, like, picks up, puts that shoulder right to the outside, just hops right over it. And all four feet go out. And then I am, of course, trying to reel him back in before he's ever hit the ground. And so he lands and then bounces right back in. To the dressage arena and of course my judge couldn't have been looking down for 1.5 seconds so she you know rings the bell because i've left the dressage arena it was a pretty pretty simple pretty straightforward one
1: you know your judge wasn't looking down and i was the scribe for that show yeah so i had a good chuckle
0: (laughs) it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun and I was riding Pike at that show. You
1: did. You rode my horse at that show because I was getting in some scribe hours with yeah. Doreen.
0: Well, I didn't DQ Pike. That's what matters, right?
1: <laughs> no, Pike was a good boy. He came home. Uh, I don't remember what he
2: scored, but he won his won his class. So Yeah, yeah. that was I fun. At one of the championships, uh, my lovely mother, Shannon Yee, was riding dressage and her guy Put two feet out of the arena, but it was still fine. And she won the whole championship still. <laughs> it's
1: the four Ooh, that's feet. That's funny. Yeah. The, and People for those were of pretty you mad. It's the four. You, you can't, that horse can't leave. All four feet leave the arena. And you know that can be tricky because a lot of these dressage arenas are poles and mm-hmm. they might have a gap. So you got to watch where you're going. Yeah. Those feet can... Swerve out there pretty easy if they're
2: not saying distracted. that. I suggest two feet out of the arena either. But, <laughs> but hey, here's how to win the championship. <laughs> yeah, you
0: I guys,
1: think... you guys have any humbling working act moments? I have one. I'll share.
0: <laughs> Please,
1: <laughs> if we're gonna talk to newbies, they need to they need to hear it. So the same mare I discussed in my DQ, lovely mare, she had done uh, a lot of dressage before we got her and was a great horse, knew what she was doing. So when I go to my very first working at clinic, I am pretty sure she's just going to nail it. This is going to be simple. And that was a very humbling experience when put on the double slalom in a very small arena. We had to crush the double slalom down, which really shouldn't be an issue, right? Um, I learned a lot that day. So regardless of how fancy your horse is or how much background you have, though we do want you to try it. And that instructor was so forgiving and kind and still made me want to come back. But I can just, in my head, I was just thinking, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be like. I had more fun than I thought. And I also... Um,
0: wasn't as good at it as I thought. I wasn't <laughs> as good at it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I thought we were going to go in and just nail it. I, I was humbled and I needed it. And it actually made me want to come back more. Because I knew the mayor could. We just, we didn't know what to expect, you know. So that double slalom, I remember my first right bend around the post and she says, stop. That's not how it goes. <laughs> um, so that was fun.
2: Yeah, you definitely learn a lot of things and they might sound crazy to you at first. You're going to be like, I'll oh, bend. I was bending. And then they're like, it's not the correct bend. <laughs>
1: sure. And that's a lot of what happened to us. I know I you know, I know about bend and balance and mm-hmm. small circles and half voltes and everything else. And, and it's still, I didn't know how to ride that double slalom.
2: And straightness us in your circle. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> yes. And you can know all of that and then still go to these working at clinics and just be like, wait, what? <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. fun. You know, it's it's always fun. I came away from that loving it, but it was a very humbling experience.
2: I can't really think of a specific time right now in the show arena. I know they're, every single time it's humbling. I, that's why I can't think of one specific one. But, but mostly when I'm training in here, I just... There's times you're just like... I've been doing this wrong all along, and... And then you realize you owe it so much to your horse because they just put up with so many things <laughs> you're doing wrong and expect so much. And you know.
1: I feel like this discipline gives you more partnership with your horse than any other I've tried anyway. And, and we've tried several between us, and uh, this one's awesome. I feel like we have a great partnership, and we're constantly building on that.
2: All I really strive for is a great partnership and... An awesome horse. So that's what the sport gives me.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. And I definitely feel like with strengthening that partnership, it definitely helps. Sometimes, you know, you hear riders saying like, well, my horse XYZ did did something, you know? And I feel like in working equitation, it's such a humbling experience for a lot of the riders that maybe didn't have to juggle remembering all these obstacles and all the rules and how to do what and when and all of that. And then they come in and they're struggling maybe a little bit to adjust to that and can sort of realize just how forgiving their horse is while they move through that. And that sort of dynamic, I think, is really helps a lot of people with their partnership with their horse, making sure that they, you know, feel that with their horse.
1: Yeah, and one of my favorite part of being involved in the shows, of course, besides just being out there on my horse and having fun, is when you see those new riders come in, which we are fortunately seeing at a lot of the shows now. You see these new riders come in, and maybe they forget where they're going, or they forget how an obstacle is ridden, and they DQ or whatever it is that happens when they walk out of the arena. It's like they just won the world championship. the The crowd, the competitors and you don't even have to know them it's just it's so neat to see i know we've talked about how supportive they are but it truly is neat to see from the sidelines you have no clue who this person is and you just saw them ride the gate completely wrong maybe they came from a a discipline where the gate is ridden differently which we see a lot and still it's just like you're awesome we'll help you figure out what you did wrong you're gonna nail it next time yeah And if you're not, you're going to send your story into this podcast so we can talk about how you did not nail it. And it was funny.
0: (laughs) So true. So true. And I think this discipline in particular has the potential to be a spectator sport in the future. I was talking with a couple of people about this recently. And we all, as horse people love watching them on facebook and instagram and wherever else and you know these gorgeous horses that are so obedient and have so much trust and so much power and all of these things and then when we think about that at local shows you know you go into a lot of the dressage shows and it's like maybe your other riders are watching you you know it's pretty quiet atmosphere and for me, I like, I like hearing people cheer. And, you know, even if it's when I make a mistake, you know, you hear them, oh, no. <laughs> you knocked something over again, Seth. Um, well, whatever it is, I, th- I think that's fun. And, you know, rodeo still has that in America a lot, but most of the other disciplines don't. But I think just because of the obstacles and the multiple phases, I think, iniquitation could be a discipline that's a, a spectator deal so oh, i'm excited to that
2: i sure hope so too it's it's encouraging and i mean gets your blood running a little bit more oh it does yeah
0: and at the state fair uh, in kansas so i don't you haven't been there yet but you're gonna be you're gonna be
1: He's talking to me. Yeah, yeah sorry, talking <laughs> this to Bailey. Is, uh, talking to Bailey, she's gonna come to Kansas to yeah. the state fair.
0: She's yeah. new to our neck of the woods, but she's gonna come to Kansas. The Kansas Working Equitation Kansas Club hosts a wonderful state fair show every year. And that show is so awesome mm-hmm. because it's going on during the state fair. So gonna- you have an audience, like an actual audience there watching and clapping and you know you've got the balloons and the hitchhorses and the marching strollers. band
1: you've got the strollers
0: and the strollers on the bleacher yes yep
1: it's fun though um it's really fun to go to the state fair because there's just all the all the commotion and yes pike would prefer it not be a state fair in fact pike's first year at the state fair and he's already a little jumpy about things his very first year as we trotted down center line towards Rebecca, I believe
0: Rebecca. Rebecca as yeah, the judge.
1: We, trot, we are trotting for her in the, you have to picture it, we're in an arena that faces the midway of the fair, and there's big sliding doors in front of us, which were closed except for about <laughs> 8 inches, maybe 10 inches wide open, which is just a terrible size for a goofy horse which I don't mind, he needed to learn, but not the greatest timing. Because as we trot down, we are almost, we have already done our halt salute, we trot on, we are almost to C and a literal marching band starts going by in front of him. And he startles, we did finish our test, um, but he startles and kind of half kicks out and kicks the flower pot at sea. Which flies under the table at Rebecca, thinking this is a great way to start our show. (laughs) But we made it through. We made it through all the phases, and he learned a
2: lot. Sometimes that's all that counts. (laughs) Yeah, Just gotta keep pushing through.
0: You can't beat that feeling, though, at that state fair show. You know, you ride a good speed round, you actually go out there and, you know, have some fun and get to move and groove through those obstacles, and then you get done and there's like actually a hundred people that cheer for you I and mean, that's that's nice Fantastic. i'd love to see that at all of our shows
2: okay yeah. and that's gonna be with nicole this year isn't
0: it no rebecca that's rebecca nicole is in kansas this year but okay. rebecca does the state fair every year i think okay so. it'll be her again
1: get yourself up yeah. there bailey it's gonna yeah. be a good time
0: we want to yeah. see you in split there
1: also yeah. all of you get yourself
2: there yeah that's come right. see us
0: <laughs> we might even host a podcast episode up there we Why surely not?
2: will. Yeah. Maybe will. with some of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we might even be better at it by then. No telling.
0: No promises.
1: Thanks for joining us. We did talk about a lot. We covered a lot of subjects. But if you have any questions that popped up, please email us at everythingworkingequitation at gmail.com.
2: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow Everything Working Equitation for more content. Until next time, keep learning and ride well.